Welcome to the Select Star Podcast, your resource for innovative technology, developer topics, and more. Here's your host, Margo McCabe from the HarperDB team. All right, welcome everyone to the Select Star Podcast. Thanks again for tuning in. Um, today, we have a special guest tuning in from Israel named Hila Fish, who is a senior DevOps engineer at Wix.com. So thanks for joining us today. It's great to have you. Thanks for having me. Awesome. And so I know um, we originally connected, I think, through um, Dev.2 or one of those platforms. And I, I read a little bit about, about what you do and um, sounds really interesting. I don't think we've had a very DevOps focused guest on the show yet. So I'm excited today to talk a little bit about kind of, you know, around DevOps culture and, and what a role looks like and a, a bit about your journey. So before we jump into it, would love to hear a bit about kind of your background, who you are, what you're working on now. Uh, sure. So I, uh, uh, as you said, I'm a senior DevOps engineer currently working for Wix. I have uh, 15 years of experience in the tech industry. I started with, uh, you know, I always dealt with infrastructure. So I started as a system engineer and then uh, changed my way into, into DevOps. Uh, and lately I'm doing some more, um, let's say, uh, community work because I really uh, appreciate our community and, and the fact it has. So I'm lecturing in conferences and talking in podcasts like, like yours. And also, it's really funny to, to see that, uh, you know, we had some meetups uh, as part of the, the communities and we talked with the company that uh, hosted us. It's a company in Israel. And based on the stuff that we shared with them, they actually changed their uh, processes and, you know, recruiting processes and uh, in day-to-day -day processes. So I think it's very amazing uh, to see how, uh, what is the effect that the community has uh, on everyone and especially on, on a, a, you know, even companies because you don't think that that little on me can affect like processes for a company, but it does happen. So uh, just, you know, just a, a small reminder for everyone to, to speak up and if something is not quite right, uh, tell what's on your mind and stuff could really change if you have a partner on the other side, so. That's awesome. That's a good reminder and it's, it's always good to talk to, I think a lot of the people I talk to are, are learning to get more involved, as you said, in community in different ways, um, on podcasts and speaking and things. I think it's um, mutually beneficial because not only are you sharing your knowledge with the, with the world and with the community, but also the other way around, you're probably making some really awesome connections and um, meeting some other smart people like yourself. So I think it's always beneficial for, for people to get involved like that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I agree. And I, I also think that it's a very, it has a direct link to DevOps because DevOps has, um, uh, you know, the, the value of collaboration is uh, based, DevOps is based on that. So I think without collaboration, DevOps would be uh, where it is right now because, you know, the whole purpose of the whole uh, world of DevOps is the um, combination of development and operations. So developers, you know, doing their own thing and me as a operations or infrastructure, you know, personnel coming together and really enable each other uh, to, to make the company more, you know, to help it succeed in whatever it, it tries to do because we know that we have a, the end game is the same. We have the same goal is, is to make the company succeed. And, you know, a, you know, a, a, 
several uh, years ago, it was like heads uh, together, you know, bump together. We want X. Developer says we want X. Operation says no, we, you don't get it. You blah blah blah. And the DevOps culture is more about let's come together and really work together in order to achieve the end game, uh, which we all know it is the same. Whether I'm on the infrastructure side of things or the application side of things, we have the, the, the same goal, which is to make the, uh, you know, the uh, company succeed. And this is where it's all about. Yeah, yeah, that's really cool. It's, it's I think in any department or role, collaboration is important, but um, it seems like from what you're saying, especially with departments like DevOps, um, you know, it's, you have to work together. You can't be as much of an independent contributor as maybe you can in other roles. It's really a lot about making sure you're on the same page and working towards that end goal, probably combining a lot of upper level strategy with the actual kind of daily nitty gritty. Um, so I think that's really interesting. And, and what, I know you just talked a little bit about kind of like what you drew into DevOps, but just even taking a step back, like how did you originally get into tech? How did you know when you first started that DevOps was the path you wanted to follow or did you transition later on? What did, what did that journey look like? Uh, so uh, tech in general, I think I'm a, I was the, you know, the person with the, you remember the, the floppy disks when we were like, yeah. uh, I don't know, 12. <laughs> of course. So, uh, so I was the one, you know, carrying around the floppy disks and installing, uh, you know, games and stuff to, to my friends. So I always uh, had a, a link uh, to, to computers uh, also because of my brother, he, uh, you know, just injected me into it. Uh, and then this just naturally led me to uh, deal with tech also uh, on my uh, duty, uh, you know, on the army in Israel, we, we serve and we can serve in a, you know, like a military uh, uh, and, and, you know, do stuff against walls, but we can also do stuff with computers. So I'm not good with anything physical, so <laughs> I'm good with mind. So I went to the, you know, the technical route. Uh, I was help desk there. So, you know, just um, helping people, uh, you know, install memory cards in their computers and install software and stuff like that. And then just uh, progressed from there. And I started to be a system engineer, which means um, maintenance of the infrastructure uh, that the application relies on. So uh, back then it was servers, you know, and data centers, uh, physical ones. Um, and then after I dealt with it for quite a while, then I think it was 2017 or 2018, then uh, DevOps, uh, it, DevOps started, you know, the movement or the culture started, I think, 2015, but I heard about it only uh, a little bit later. And then once I heard about it, they'll say, okay, cool. I think I want to I wanna be a part of it because the way that I like to, uh, to portray it is that a system uh, person uh, says, if this works, great, don't touch that. But a DevOps person says, if that works, great, now let's make it work better. So that's exactly it. We always want to uh, improve things, improve processes, improve how we do things, because we understand that we need to enable uh, developers to do better and to have their lives you know, easier. Uh, so that's how I went to, to DevOps. Then I, I really liked, actually DevOps started as a culture. It's not really a, a job descri description. Uh, it started as a culture, but as you know, 
culture can't really be uh, portrayed or, or measured uh, as much. So that's why the culture began to get uh, a physical uh, definition of a job description. Uh, so it, at first I just stepped into the, to the culture. I really liked the, the idea of the collaboration and doing things together and not one against the other. And then I started in that direction. I started working as a DevOps engineer and uh, just kept with it with you know the the end goal of let's automate things and let's do things better and and uh, improve things because we want to make the uh, the experience as smooth and and best as possible yeah it's interesting that you talk about when um when the devops term first started being used because it seems like probably one of those things where there's always been a need for it and there's always been folks in in your similar position working in a DevOps type role, but maybe it just wasn't titled that. It, I think it took yeah. a little bit of time for the tech industry to really kind of coin that term and, and understand why there's a need and, and how to succeed in that area. So it's it's cool that you were kind of there along that whole journey. And, and when it first started um, being called that, <laughs> that's really interesting. I didn't even think about that. And so are, are you working pretty closely with other teams, you know, within your company now or previously, do you work pretty closely with like product and, and other developers and things like that? Are you, are you all collaborating or do you um, mainly just kind of collaborate within your own team? Uh, so, yeah, I think we have collaboration with everyone, uh, maybe product less, but it's still, they usually product come to me when they need to um, have a, uh, get some help with the uh, graphs so we use grafana for to visualize uh, data and then they come to me and say hey i want to visualize xyz please help me do it because i'm not a technical person and i want to achieve something but i don't know how to achieve it and then okay. i come to say and then i come and say okay cool I'll, I'll help you do whatever you want because it's it's my job right so this is more of the aspect for me uh, in uh, product wise but for sure, yeah, developers, you know, the collaboration is with developers, QA people, always, all the time, daily. Um, because I, I mean, I have my tasks, but my clients eh, are not the company's clients. My clients are internal, the QA and the developers. So I always try to put myself in their shoes and, and try to understand what can I give them in order to be independent in, in their role. And I'll give you an example. Um, in my previous job, I had like, I don't know, seven or eight times a day that the developer or a QA uh, a person comes to me and say, hey, I need help with X. Or I have this pod in Kubernetes, uh, which is red, and I don't know why it's happening and stuff like that. And then I gathered all the, you know, the, the stuff that it's pretty much easy that I didn't need to be to do much in order to help them. And then I created a, a document with like uh, tips and tricks from DevOps and what you can do in order to, to, uh, to help yourself. So, and then I did a training for QA and the dev developers in order to really help them understand that, hey, you can do and uh, troubleshoot things on your own. And A, it will be good for you because then you wouldn't be dependent on me. And B, it's good for you because then it will be helpful for your, uh, you know, your, uh, how do you say that? Um, you will feel good because you dealt with it on your own and you don't need someone okay. else's help. I mean, it's good to, I don't say help is not good. Getting help and requesting for help is awesome, but you sometimes want to feel that you can do something on your own, right? Right. So, 
So I think that uh, it, this document, then the training was very helpful for, for them. I, I got a lot of great feedback saying, that, wow, thanks a lot. Uh, it was uh, very helpful. And I also saw the, the results from seven or eight times a day that they approached me, it decreased to one or two times a day. So it was really helpful for me because I was able to enable them to do whatever they need to do. Uh, most of the things, of course. And for them to, I, I help them get the sense of achievement because they, they were able to do stuff on their own and, and they didn't need to depend on me for that. So for me, this is, this is my role. I mean, I, of course, I do automations in order to make the code get to production. And I do automations in order to create the infrastructure that the developers need, but not only that, my, since my clients are the developers and the QA people, I need to, further think what I can do in order to enable them to do their job. It, if it's not only with tools that I will provide them, then trainings and, and documents and everything that I, that I can in order for them to do their job, you know, in, in the best way possible. Right. No, that's, that's great. It's, it's like that saying of, you know, give a man a fish they eat for a day or teach them to fish and they eat for the rest of their life. I might've butchered that, but something yeah, like that is the same where, um, you know, I think that's, that's awesome because I I'm sure everyone has been in that position where you feel like you're bothering someone. If you're asking them the same question over and over, as you said, it's good to ask questions. It's much better to ask questions than to sit there stuck on something. But, um, if it's something that you're coming across an issue, you come across a lot in your role or, something that can help kind of better your skill set. I think it's also good when you go ask that question, hey, I need an answer to this, but also can you show me how you got to that answer and, and how I can get yeah. there myself next time? I think that's that's awesome. And that's that's cool that you say, you know, that's a great way to describe kind of what your role is because um, I think maybe people hear DevOps and, and don't think about it that way. And I really like that description. Yeah, because I, I mean, uh, uh, the service kind, uh, service level of things is very important to me. I'm, I'm a very uh, service-oriented uh, person. I think that it's very important. This is why I really tap into the collaboration because it's a must. Um, and also in general, I, I'm, I'm a person that uh, loves to uh, help other people feel good. So even if you will come to me and say, hey, I'm sorry for asking that, I will tell you, you don't need to apologize. You have nothing to apologize for. So. I always uh, try to, to help people feel good because, hey, you're here and you're asking me that question because of the, the same reason. We are both here to try and help the company succeed. So you don't need to apologize. You don't need to feel bad on anything because you're here with good intentions. So I always try with any interaction that I have with any human being, I'm trying to, um, you know, to make them feel better because if you come with the, with the right intention, then you have nothing to apologize for and you don't waste my time, just the other way around. And, and, and everything that I do comes from this, uh, you know, from this concept. So when I think about trainings, when I think about anything, I, I'm trying to think how can I help the other side? And, and this is what DevOps is about. It's not, it's about helping. And yeah, most of the other DevOps people that I know help with automations. For me, it's not only the automations follow things, it's also about the trainings and, you know, answering questions and, and be available in Slack and really be there for, for, the, for your clients, your internal clients, because this is why we'll, we'll hear in, in my opinion. Yeah, that, that totally makes sense. And 
Um, that kind of brought me to a different question I was thinking about. So if if there's people listening that are thinking about getting into DevOps or maybe currently in DevOps and thinking about making a change, do you have any sort of tips and advice for someone to understand whether that's the right journey for them, the right path, the right role to get into, or on the other side, um, any signs that maybe DevOps isn't a fit and that maybe they should go into a different similar role? Um, any sort of tips that come, come up for you there? Uh, yeah. So first of all, I think that you don't have to be highly technical in order to start being a DevOps because, for example, I'm a mentor in a course in Israel uh, for to teach uh, uh, people how to be DevOps and to teach the, the ropes. And then uh, I had some mentees that didn't came with any technical background. One was a project manager, one was product manager. Uh, so they didn't have any technical uh, background whatsoever, but they had the drive. So I think that the first thing is that you, you really have to have the drive because DevOps is all about uh, research. Uh, if I need to do something, I need to Google it. I need to talk with people. I need to understand what's going on and how do I deepen my knowledge into something. So if, let's say, if you're a person that likes to be, uh, uh, I don't know if it's a phrase in English that I will uh, you know, feed you by a spoon. Is it a phrase in English? Which is it again? Feed you, feed you by a spoon. I don't think I know it. Okay, so in Hebrew, it's, it's a phrase that's saying that in, if you want to eat, then I would feed you. And then this is how you, uh, you will eat in, instead of just taking the spoon yourself and eat it. Like, like the, you know, the fish and the- Okay, okay. It sounds similar. So uh, DevOps people couldn't be, uh, uh, you know, kind of, uh, people that get fed, uh, they need to feed themselves. They need to go and search for the, the answers and Google and re really be proactive. Um, because for another example is that, uh, you know, there are all, uh, all sorts of uh, operating systems. One of those are uh, CentOS. If I wouldn't be proactive in my job, then I wouldn't know that CentOS uh, reached the end of life uh, at the end of 2021. And just for the sake of the audience, end of life means that there are no uh, more security patches that getting uh, released. So it means that my any servers that have the CentOS operating system installed is uh, uh, open to vulnerabilities. And then, you know, uh, breaches and stuff like that. And then application is not that secured. So it's very important. And if I wouldn't read about it, then I wouldn't know this will happen. And then I will do, you know, my job uh, not the best way possible because I wouldn't know about uh, stuff that could happen. So DevOps, it doesn't have to be a high technical at the start. You can uh, gain uh, this ability uh, through uh, practice and through learning, but you really have to be someone that is a self uh, learner and uh, really motivated and, and want to, uh, very curious. Yeah, I think that DevOps people are very curious they want to, to learn and they want to, to uh, understand what's going on and, and why is this happening or behaving like this. So if you have these traits, then for sure you can start uh, you know, in this path. And how, like the few tips of how just take a, a project, like I want to install, create the environment. So do it with telephone, do it with Ansible. So create like a, a project of, uh, 
entire flow of application. How do I deploy the application? How do I install it? How do, do I make it arrive to the uh, servers or clusters? This entire project will consist of a lot of, you know, uh, 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 stuff along the way, a lot of uh, components and a lot of, a lot of uh, uh, key, uh, key concepts in, in the DevOps realm. So if you do and start with, with a project, then it will uh, eventually progress you to, um, to something that works. And then you can take this project and discuss it in, in job interviews and say, hey, no, I don't have a, a experience as DevOps, but I have this project with, which I created from scratch on my own, on my spare time, which means I'm motivated and I can uh, freely speak about it and uh, discuss it. So I think this is the whole uh, Torah, as they say, about uh, how to get into DevOps. Okay. That's really helpful. And I, I like that you open with, you don't have to be um, extremely technical. I'm sure maybe that that differs depending on how big the team is and, and what company you're at. But I, I think that's probably good to hear um, because yeah, a lot of it, as, as you said, is more high level and being able to understand that strategy and being able to allocate resources and do the training so that other maybe more technical folks can complete the jobs they need to do. So I think that's helpful um, because maybe people hear that the word dev is in it and think anything related to dev and developers that you have to be extremely technical for. So I think that's really helpful. Um, I think that um, that's the thing. DevOps is a, is a, is a job that every company uh, interprets different, different right. So uh, on, on one company, the, dev the DevOps should be highly technical and write code all day long. Right. And another company is more, it's not, you know, because code is more, you know, Python and Go and stuff like that. And Terraform is not really, uh, not pure code. It's uh, infrastructure as code, uh, but it's more um, friendlier for the user. So on other companies, you will just need to write, uh, you know, uh, Terraform code and, and that's that, which is more declarative. So it really depends on the company, but I'm sure that if you started as not so, um, technical and you're, you're still able to work with Terraform and, and do stuff with it, then you can uh, integrate in a company that doesn't require uh, too much of a technical aspect to your job and focus on, on other aspects. So that's the thing. DevOps is really wide and it gets interpreted differently between companies. So I could, I can say that you can find your way, whether you're in a highly technical or not. Right. And yeah, that's a good reminder, um, you know, if people are interviewing for this type of role to ask those types of questions of, you know, what systems do I need to know? How much coding does this involve? Really, what is the day to day looking like so that people can understand if they're not a fit for DevOps at that one company, they probably are a great fit at the next one. So yeah, um, that's why you have to ask those questions. And, and, sure. you know, building on top of that, what would you say, are there any specific tools or technologies or anything that would are really helpful for people in a DevOps role similar to yours to be um, to be successful. Like anything that you say are must-haves, must-knows, and then other things that are like nice to know. Um, anything that's really helped you through your path? Uh, yeah. So I think DevOps. Uh, you know, since we're dealing with uh, infrastructure, so we have several pillars that we need to deal with. So uh, the infrastructure itself, creating the infrastructure, is usually done with Terraform. Uh, there is most uh, more tools like Pulumi, uh, but it's not widely used, at least not in, in Israel. 
so Terraform, I think, is the most widely used. Uh, the other pillar is config uh, configuration management, which means that after you deployed some stuff, you need to configure it. You know, you, you need to uh, install software, you need to uh, do some tweaks uh, of the configuration. Then this pillar has uh, uh, specific tools for it as well. Uh, Ansible, Chef, uh, Puppet. So uh, I think Ansible is widely used. There are some companies that still use uh, Chef. Uh, so that's that. Another pillar is the uh, CI. So CI means continuous integration, which means that now the developer uh, you know, uh, pushed code to, to, his, uh, to the repo, how the, does the code uh, reaches the dev environment and later on the production environment. So in that pillar, we have uh, Jenkins, which is widely used, and also uh, GitLab and Circle CI and Travis, uh, Travis CI. So there are several tools, but I think Jenkins is the most used one because it's open source. Uh, I can also uh, speak about open source a lot because I, I'm an advocate for it and I really believe in it. Um, and another pillar is monitoring. So I created the infrastructure. Now, since I'm the gatekeeper of the infrastructure and I want to make sure that everything works as expected, then I need to monitor the environment that I created. So the other pillar is the monitoring, which the, there are several tools as well. Uh, I think the most widely used are Prometheus and Grafana. Prometheus is to scrape the data from the servers and clusters, and Grafana is to visualize the, the data itself. And there are other tools like um, Big Panda, New Relic, Datadog, so other um, tools that are used for that uh, uh, use case uh, as well. So, and I don't think that I missed anything. So these are the four main pillars uh, that you need to take care of when you think about your environment and how you need to uh, maintain it. Okay, great, that's, that's super helpful. I've definitely heard of all of these pillars and it's good to, to get kind of an overview on how those work together and um, in conjunction and also why it's important to know them, especially if you're going into a DevOps role and outside of it as well. Um, because oh, these are yeah, some widely used. <laughs> yeah, I just remembered something. Uh, another aspect of DevOps is uh, that the you know the the area or the realm is getting focused all the time. Now we have Terraform. Tomorrow we will have something else. Right. So don't don't stick to something to one thing and say, okay, cool, I'm I'm yeah. doing that and alone. Be open to anything. For example, on my. Uh, and job i'm i have chef i didn't use jeff and I, I could say oh no chef no i'm i'm used to ansible let's insert ansible and that's it no if the company has chef you need to uh, get aware be aware that you need to deal with something else and learn how to use this new tool and also uh, if uh, you know tools are getting produced daily so be open to introducing new tools to your environment because uh, other tools can help you achieve what you want to do and not and don't just stick to what you know be open to other things that could help you achieve things because each tool has a different use case and maybe this tool was good for use case x but this tool is is better for another use case which is what the company needs so just you know keep an open mind and and be open to uh, whatever tools that come your way because again today tomorrow today is a telephone tomorrow something else so we should always keep up to date and be open to new technologies to learn. Right, yeah, so, so don't get too attached. <laughs> While it's important to, 
to understand some of these main technologies, I think it's, yeah, as you said, it's also really important to not get stuck in your old ways and to be willing to hear opinions from other people if they're bringing something to the table of, hey, this might help us be more efficient because of X, Y, Z, um, be open-minded and and don't get, I think that's how some companies get um, get stuck with these kind of old legacy systems because they're too yeah. afraid to move away and they're afraid of the implementation and migration that's in it. But in the long run, um, there's probably some, some benefits that make it worth it for sure. <laughs> and then the people that uh, maintain these old systems are leaving the company and then... Right. <laughs> it's a vicious cycle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> very, very cool. So... So yeah, what I know you touched a little bit on, you know, what DevOps culture looks like. Um, I, maybe if you want to highlight a couple more or, or review a couple reasons that you like DevOps culture, but also I'm interested, do you see any overarching issues or areas for improvement within DevOps um, since it is still a sort of new term and, and a semi-new department within companies? Do you have any recommendations or areas you see for improvement? Um, yeah, so, you know, collaboration for me is everything, but it's for me. And I do still encounter people that uh, don't understand that DevOps is based on collaboration and not really uh, cooperative with either other team members or uh, their clients. So, it, you know, change is hard. Change is hard for people. And But if you understand why you're here, you need to tap into the values that drives you and not do what you're asked to do because for example uh, on my previous job when i left the company they uh, really came to me and and were really uh, worried that now that i'm leaving who will take care of them and, and they were dead serious and i'm like what you have like the team is like 15 people and they said no but you're the only one that is you know uh, helpful. Well, that's so, a compliment. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, of course, I, uh, you know, uh, forwarded the the feedback uh, back. Uh, but that's the thing. You, you really need to understand that this is important, and we are all people, and we need help, and I will need help uh, sometimes, and a lot of the times. So collaboration is very important. I think another um, another value is equity. So if you don't think that what's going on is good either for the company or processes wise then speak up because sometimes people are just no nah, okay okay and i'm like no if if it's not good if you don't think it's good then, then speak up maybe we can improve things this is what you know devops is about improve things and not only improve systems but improve processes as well I, for example uh, i have a project at work about X, but it led me to check another thing about uh, tagging resources in, in, the, in the cloud. And then I came to my, I, I, would I could just accept it, right? And say, cause, ah, okay, the tagging is inconsistent, inconsistency and, and uh, you know, sometimes it, it gets tagged, sometimes not, uh, okay. But no, I, I want to improve, right? So I came to my team leader and said, hey, please let's, try and, and create some guidelines for uh, taking uh, resources. So we will have uh, consistency and we, because taking is for, it's good for a lot of things. It's good for FinOps teams, which is the financial um, teams that uh, help uh, mitigate cost management. It's also good for me because if I encounter some resource in, in the cloud, then I can check the, the tag of team 
and see who's responsible for the for the resource. So if it's not there, then it will be hard and it will waste my time to chase people and, and understand who's responsible for resource X, right? So I could just leave it be and say, ah, okay, uh, the tagging is not uh, consistent. So, okay. Or I could speak up and say, I, I don't think that we should keep it that way. I think we should create guidelines and have the whole department uh, start taking a, you know, and have alignment in, in this in this area. Uh, and this way I'm improving things, I'm improving processes, I'm improving, uh, you know, how, how we work in our day to day. So I think integrity is also important in, in my job. And I think most in most of uh, the jobs out there, not only in DevOps, uh, but it really is important to, to speak up. Yeah, I really like that reminder. I think um, something I've heard can be an issue and, and seen it at, you know, companies I've been at firsthand is that people are afraid to speak up because maybe they think they're challenging their superior or um, causing issues or, or making more of a hassle than needed. But I, I think managers really respect and appreciate their team coming to them and showing them a different view and, and questioning things. And sometimes playing devil's advocate for, for lack of a better term, because um, as we were talking about before, you don't want people getting stuck in their ways. I think it's important to hear diverse set of views. So yeah, don't be afraid to ask questions. Don't be afraid to challenge things. And if it ends up being that you continue to do what you're doing, then that's great. And if it ends up being that you find a more efficient process, you know, even better. So I don't think, and, and that same goes for managers. I, you know, if you have a manager that's upset that you're challenging things or bringing new ideas to the table, then it's probably not a, a great team for you to be on. <laughs> For sure, for sure. We have like a saying in Hebrew that teranen, uh, which means uh, refresh. So if if something is bad or toxic in your environment, immediately refresh, uh, you know, and send your resumes to, to other places. Right. And, and I think that, and I think that you know, um, if you don't need to be afraid to to challenge because it's always a matter of how you do it. If you're coming with you know big muscles and say no, I want this one. And of course, yeah. it's not good. But if you say, hey, okay, I saw this, I think we can do it better. We can X, Y, Z, and then see where it goes. If you get an okay, oh, I'll think about it, then great. If not, then at least you know that you did your best. So right. this is all we could help for to do our best. Yeah, I know exactly. I think that's one of one of my favorite things about my team that I'm on is they really value transparency. And I think every every year they're even more looking, you know, looking at what our core values are and how can we, how can we follow this even more and be more true to this? And I think with transparency it kind of goes hand in hand with that, where, you know, you are able to share your thoughts, share your feelings. If you disagree, that's completely welcome. And we can have a conversation and we can brainstorm about that. And we'll tell you why we do the things we do and nothing has to be like hidden of this is just the way it is. And you have to accept it. Like, I think it's important to to have those conversations, no, pretty much, probably no matter what role or team you're on, um, I think that those aspects are applicable to really any situation. So I like those points that you bring up. Um, so this has all been, this has been really interesting. I've really enjoyed hearing kind of your point of view about, about DevOps and things that are helpful and, and why you like being in the role so much. And um, would love to hear a little bit about just kind of looking ahead, like, is there anything you're excited about right now or anything you're focused on learning or achieving in the next few months, whether it's 
specific to your company and your team or even on a broader scale or, or a personal side? Uh, yeah, so I think lately we, as I said, DevOps is like uh, dev enablement. I'm enabling uh, developers to do uh, their job. Lately, I see a trend of DevOps enablement, which means that there are uh, tools that are uh, introduced and, and released to the, to the market about enabling DevOps to do their job better. So there are tools that help me um, when I work on Kubernetes uh, YAML files, then help me create the files easily and avoid uh, schema issues or uh, syntax issues and stuff like that. So there are tools that help me do my job better. So I think this is very exciting. Uh, and it will really help me do my job uh, on the day-to-day -day level uh, more efficient and more easier. So I'm really looking forward to, to see how it plays out uh, and, in, and also incorporate these tools in my day-to-day -day, uh, because then I would say, okay, cool. Now that I have more free time, what can I do with it, right? So I think that this is very, uh, and I can give example if I want those like a valid IAC, which is a open source tool for a validating a Terraform a, a code. There's also valid cube for the same uh, aspect. There's also uh, a tool for monocode for the Kubernetes YAML files, uh, schema and validations. Uh, and also the tree, which is an Israeli, um, Israeli company uh, about that helps you uh, incorporate policies in Kubernetes uh, to help uh, uh, you know, manage Kubernetes better in the aspects of security. So I think it's very it's very important that we have that we, that we have companies that understand that we need enablement as well, uh, and they actually release uh, products that help us. And yeah, I'm excited to see where where it goes. That's great. Yeah, it's it's um, it's sounds like very optimistic, and it's cool that there's always new technologies coming out. Um, to help your team as well. That will help enable you, um, you know, enable the rest of your team. So as you said, there's so many different technologies to, to be on the lookout for and um, other ways to just continue to automate and become more efficient. And I think maybe some people are afraid of automation because they think it's going to eventually make their jobs obsolete and not necessary, but I don't think that's usually the case. It's just gonna streamline and make your job easier and give you time to focus on, on other things. So it's yeah, the job positive. <laughs> the job never ends. I, I'm not uh, afraid that that automation will replace me because the job really it never ends. We have a backlog from here to uh, to Mississippi, so I'm I'm not uh, I'm not uh, concerned at all. Right, exactly. And sorry, I apologize. My dog was drinking water. If anyone's listening, they know my dog always interrupts at at least one point in the podcast. So <laughs> I love dogs. Sorry about I, that. I, I love dogs. He's more than welcome to interrupt again because dogs are the best. <laughs> I know. Exactly. Awesome. Well, this has been so great speaking with you, Hila. I really appreciate it. It's it's great to connect with you. Um, for anyone listening, I'll be sure to put some different links where you can find her in the show notes um, if you want to connect for any reason and really appreciate your time. Um, it's so great to talk to you and hope you enjoy the, I think you said it's a holiday today. So I hope you enjoy the, the rest of the holiday. <laughs> I am. And I enjoyed the talk because I just now look at the, how, what. 
So uh, it's always fun to speak with uh, about DevOps and it's always speak to, uh, fun to speak about, uh, oh, come on. It's fun to speak <laughs> with intelligent people. So, and the combination between the two is uh, always fun. So thanks for that. Awesome. Thank you so much. Well, have a great day. Thanks. You too. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Select Star, your resource for innovative technology and developer topics. You can find our episodes in all the usual places Spotify, Apple, Google, RSS, and YouTube. Don't forget to rate, comment, subscribe, and share. You can learn more about HarperDB at harperdb.io.